All right, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Fighting Daily. How are we doing on a Monday? Today is the 16th. Appreciate you joining us. Let's get right in. We got a couple things to go over today. We're going to go over last week's picks like we do every Monday. We're going to give an extra pick out for this weekend. And then uh, some of you have reached out, whether it's Twitter or social media or emails. Uh, so we're going to read some of that as well. So let's get to all of that starting off with last week. So far from last week's picks, we are two and four overall. Looking to make it three and four if the Los Angeles Chargers cover our teaser tonight. So let's go over all those picks. Uh, Last week, we gave out some midweek picks. We went one and one so far in those. But like I said, we have to grade the teaser after Monday Night Football. The teaser we gave out there was the Rams yesterday from seven to one. And then remember, when we gave this out last uh, Wednesday, the LA Chargers were plus two and a half. They're currently, I think, plus one and a half. So it's been bet down a point. But when it was two and a half, we took them up to plus eight and a half. So we do have the LA Chargers tonight, plus eight and a half, the second leg of our NFL teaser. If that loses, that would make a two and five week. If that wins, that would make a three and four week overall. So uh, either two and five, three and four, I'm sure we'll go over that tomorrow quickly just to keep some housekeeping, keep everything straight on this show. But uh, as, uh, as we've done before, first Monday of every month, we will go through all the picks. And I have a goal through the last couple of weeks of October. Let's get this ship righted. Let's go up. like let's Because I think right now for the year, we're actually down a couple of units. For the whole show, we're up like 19 to 20-ish units right around there. But this year, we're actually down a few. So my goal for the end of October, let's turn this thing around. Let's get positive by the end of the month. Can we do it? We'll see. We're not going to certainly force picks on here, but that's that's sort of a little goal we have. So we're going to actually talk about expectation and all that stuff for the picks we give out on today's show for what uh, some of you have said uh, who reached out. You know what? Actually, let's do that. I was going to give my handicap next and give a pick next. Let's just jump right into some of the Twitter and email, uh, social media comments that you guys have reached out with. So I have one, two, three, four total to go over. And actually, one's a text message from one of my buddies. So uh, I actually <laughs> I want to start with this one, though, because honestly, I love this audience. You guys are so amazing. And to be honest, the reason why, if you've ever wondered, like, why sometimes we repeat topics or why I go over some things again and again, it's because, you know, we're always growing on here. This is a fairly new podcast. still. we've only been doing this for, you know, a couple years or so. And so, you know, there's a there, right now, you know, look, we look at the numbers. There's probably about 10,000 more people who listen now than listened a year ago. So, I mean, it's grown so much. I really appreciate everyone out there. Remember to, you know, uh, uh, give it a rating, give it a five star. That's one thing we're trying to get going is like the five star ratings, trying to get that, you know, more and more. Uh, let us know what you think in the ratings. But either way, I appreciate everyone telling your friends, coming back, listening. But there's a lot more listeners than there used to be. So that's why, you know, I find it necessary to repeat some important topics, go over some important stuff here or there. But either way, um, I, I love this audience because you would think actually in, in this climate, in this day and age, that I'd get a lot of hate, a lot of negativity, right? A lot of a lot of people out there do who give sports bets. But I believe that this audience, you know, you listen. I, I think I really, I think this audience is smart. I really think that. You know, we talk about a lot of advanced concepts on here. So I just think that the general listener for this show gets it more than the average fan. But also, I mean, it's not like I don't get any hate or any, you know, of, of those trolls out there, you know, but, oh, how the hell could you take this team in this situation? But I think overwhelmingly, most of you understand how this goes, which I love. But I did get this last night, late last night. I didn't, I didn't see it until uh, this morning. It was on a Twitter. Uh, it's a DM. It says, uh, and I'm not going to read who this is. I already responded to him. It was nice. But uh, bro, 
Don't worry. <laughs> kind of funny how I put the voice on here, but bro, don't worry about the Houston game. Your picks are fire and destru- your picks are fire and a streak is on the way. That was a fucking home run everywhere else in the park. Obviously talking about that, uh, I think the eighth inning home run. And they left RISP, a runners in square position, over and over. Keep it going. Love the show. <laughs> I just love that. Again, I'll read that one more time because I, I just love this because it's, you know, someone felt the need to sit down, type this out, you know, console me after all this. And it's like, you know what? I love this because it's so positive. It's it's so great how everyone does, you know, all what how you all reach out and say things like this. But, oh, you know, look, this is how it goes. You know, I love the audience. I love someone to reach out to do that. But I'm used to it. Trust me, the wins, the losses. If the one thing that they kind of, you know, when I started this, I used to really celebrate the wins a lot more. You're cheering. You're, you're up on the couch. You're standing up in the fourth quarter. You're going crazy. Now it's like, yeah. You take the wins, you take the losses, you move on. It's so funny now how how you know even numb I can be to a bad beat. But this happens. I appreciate you reaching out, but again, bro, don't worry about the Houston game. Your picks are fi- probably a younger person, right? They were fire. I doubt like uh you know somebody my age is saying your picks are fire, bro. But uh, bro, don't worry about the Houston game. Your picks are fire, and a streak is on the way. That was a fucking home run everywhere else in the park. And they left runners in scoring position over and over. Keep it going. Love the show. Maybe he just needed a vent to me. That could have been it too, right? Everyone's frustrated after a loss. Just needs someone to vent to. But that's just one I wanted to read, you know, because I do want to share that. There is so much of that that I get. I get so much more of that. The positivity, people reaching out, people feeling the need to say thanks for the picks or good job or they love the show, whatever it is. And I didn't think that'd be the case when I first started this. And look, I've worked in radio for over a decade. I've got, you know, so I've seen the other side of it. I understand the hate mail, the hate calls, people, all the trolls out there. So I do appreciate you guys reaching out. It's such an overwhelmingly positive experience what I get hearing from all of you. So feel free to do that. But on the other side, you know, I don't love those losses. It's not fun to have those going. I'm also betting these games with all of you probably substantially more money than, than you know, the average listener's betting. So I'm losing with you with these, you know, with all of those as well. But let's remember one thing as well. Before we turn the page here and go on, that listener, you know, hopefully they understand. I think most of you do get it, that we're going to have wins, have losses. But every bet that I give, we have to go over this again. It's very important to go over this. Every single bet that I give on this podcast, we have an edge, right? At least I have a perceived advantage. And I believe that my math and my handicapping process is good enough to where even if I'm off by like a, a substantial amount, you know, if you take half my bets and say I'm off, I still think that we're working with a good enough margin to where we still have a good enough expected value most of the time. And that's even if you're like, you know, being really picky with my bets and saying I'm off here or there, which I don't think I am. I think we're still doing well. My point is we're only giving a handful of picks per week. I personally have hundreds of picks every week, especially in October, November, December. So what you're all doing out there is essentially by following my picks, you're essentially going up to a blackjack table and betting with the house. But you're only betting like five, 10 hands per week. So obviously everyone out there, if you could bet with the house on a hand of blackjack, you'd rather do that, right? The the, the house makes millions, if not billions every year in blackjack, you know, state by state, whatever you're talking about. So we know the house has the edge in blackjack. But if you're only going up for like five, 10 hands per week, you may go 0-10, you may go 10-0. and 0. That's kind of what's happening on this show. The sample size is so small, we're only giving out a few bets here or there. You've got to understand as the audience that we have the best of it 
every goddamn bet we make, every pick I give on here, every bet we make, I believe mathematically we have an edge. But look at the Tampa Bay game this weekend. You know, we had the Tampa Bay Lightning. I thought that should have been minus 108. It was even money. So we made the bet. The bet didn't come in. It lost. But that's what we're talking about. It's a small advantage here, small margin there. These things come over the long run not short-term. So we've got to remember that. What you're doing by following these picks, I believe we always have the best of it, but it's such small sample size, there's going to be noticeable ups, going to be noticeable downs. That's just how this works. And along that same line, let's read the next message here. Uh, my buddy reached out to me about a lot, of, a lot of people feel the need to console me this weekend. I really appreciate that, or appreciate that, but it is okay. And look, again, it's just the positivity. I'd rather have that than the negativity, right? So it's all okay. I'll take it all. I'll take it all, but... Uh, my buddy said he th- he said he uh, he thinks he doomed the Kraken pick over the weekend because he's a St. Louis fan and he bet against his own team. That's a reminder of everyone out there: don't bet against your own teams. God damn it! No, no, that's I, I'm just kidding. And he was just kidding too when he texted me. But look, if anything, that's what some people out there call the happiness hedge, right? You bet against your own team, so if, if your team wins, you're happy. If your team loses, you make a little cash. You know, I don't recommend that, but it's always a way to go. But I just wanted to share that on the show too. You know, he. I think he said that too. He's like, yeah, share that on the podcast. So we'll give him a little shout out. Shout out to Dish. Dish in St. Louis. First time, long time. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move along. Move along, sir. Um, this was an interesting one. This was sent last Thursday and I responded to this, to this individual, but I thought it would be good to read next time I do one of these uh, Twitter podcasts. Um, let's see here. Pull it up. He says, hey, I was listening to a show last week and you said you thought a team or excuse me, and you said you thought a game was going to go a certain uh, way a specific percentage of the time. What does that mean? Where do you even get that from? Um, And so what they're referring to is, you know, how I'll say on here, yeah, I have Tampa Bay winning 52% of the time, or I have the over going, you know, this percent of the time or whatever. Uh, What does that mean? Where do you get that? Or where do you even get that from? So what that means is that gives us a no vague way to evaluate a game. Okay, the VIG is built into every line. When you see minus 110, minus 110, there's a tax built into that. That does not represent a true percentage because as we know, everything in the world should add up when you're trying to predict something to 100%. Is it going to rain tomorrow? 70% no, 30% yes, right? It should add up to 100. Well, what you'll find is in all these bets, it adds up to over 100%. That's the tax. That's the house VIG that they charge on, okay? So when we come up with a, a prediction, we come up with a no VIG line. So just for example, off the top of my head, if we think team A in any sport should win 60% of the time, that means by definition, team B should win 40% of the time. So every percentage has a correlation to a number. You can easily go online to the odds converter, the action network odds converter, and type in any percentage. And what you're going to find is it gives you an exact American odds, minus 110, minus 120, minus 200, plus 500, whatever it is, that correlates and equals that percentage. So what we do is, is if we think a team A, or if we think team A is going to win 60% of the time, you can type in 60% and you'll see minus 150. Well, you may see minus 149.99, whatever, but it's minus 150, right? Same thing on the other side. If that, if team A, 60% is minus 150, team B, 40% is going to be plus 150, right? These lines are always going to mirror each other. If we think a team should be plus 127, That means the other team, we have minus 127. So this weekend, when we thought the Tampa Bay Lightning should be minus 108, that means we thought the other team they were playing, which was Ottawa, should have been plus 108. So we're dealing with these thin margins here, 
But when I talk about percentages and expected percentages, that's what that means. Okay, so two questions here they asked. What does that mean? How do I get that? So when I talk about those percentages, that's what that means. Team A has a 75% chance to win. Inherently, that means team B has a 25% chance to win. Then we compare that to what the lines are charging or to what the market's charging, and we either make a bet or we don't make a bet. Now, what you'll find is if you have a good system, like I believe I do, about 70% to 80% of all bets on the, on the board won't have value because you're going to be right in the middle of what it should be. What I mean by that, let's do an example. Okay, let's use an example of minus 110, minus 110, the one we're all used to. Okay, if you get even teams, that's what the money line is going to look like in your classic sports book. Well, usually what my projections will look like is team A minus 108, team B plus 108. Right. The reason we made the bet last week at, when we thought the line should be minus 108 is they were charging even money. So we had eight cents of value, which is about 2%. That's a good bet. If they were charging minus 110, we would have never bet on Tampa Bay because that's not a good bet. So if the line is minus 110, minus 110, if that's what the market's charging, and we think the line should be minus 108, plus 108, there's not a good bet either way. Neither way's good, right? Because if we think the line should be minus 108 and we want to bet the favorite, well, they're charging minus 110. So that's two cents too expensive. And the other team, we have plus 108 and they're charging minus 110. That's way too expensive. That's 18 cents too expensive. So there is no good bet. Both bets are going to lose over the long run. That's how a lot of sports betting works. That's why eight out of 10 bets even on the board are going to be losing bets. Those are the blackjack bets. Those are the craps bets. Those are the roulettes bets. There's only a couple bets that are wrong on the board. We need to find those, bet those, bet those big over the long run. That's how we win. So, you know, to use another example, I know minus 110, minus 110 is a little, there's not much to work with. Let's use like a minus 200. Okay. If you get a big favorite minus 200, the opposite in a classic sports book, maybe like plus 150, right? You'll get minus 200 plus 150. Well, if I come with a projection for that game, I'm usually going to get anything like, you know, minus 175 plus 175 because there's no value there, right? If we want to bet the favorite, we think the line should be minus 175. They're charging minus 200. That's very expensive. That's way too expensive. We're not going to win that over the long run. But if we think it should be plus 175 and they're charging plus 150, that's also not a good bet. You see what I'm saying? So most be- most games aren't bet for that very reason is, is there's no corridor of value. Now, if we think a line should be minus 110 and the market's charging plus 110, then we make a bet, right? So so let's say we think a line should be, or let, let's use another example. That may get confusing with all the minus 110s. Let's say we think a, a line should be team A minus 115, team B plus 115. Okay. That's what we have our no vig line at. Team A is the favorite minus 115. Team B underdog plus 115. If the market's charging minus 110, minus 110, we now have a bet. We're going to bet the favorite. Why? Because we think the favorite should be priced minus 115, but the market is charging minus 110. So we actually have a good bet. Now let's look at the other side. Okay. If we want the underdog, the market's charging minus 110 for each team. We think that team should be plus 115. That's a horrible bet, right? We think they should be the underdog plus 115. The market has a minus 110. We would never make that bet ever. But on the other side, it's swung far enough to where we go, huh, we think this team should be minus 115. They're minus 110. Let's make the bet. So that's how bets are found. Okay, You compare what we have the percentage at to what the market's charging the percentage at.
Now, how we get there, that's the second question here. That's the hard part. That's the secret sauce. That's what I do that not many other people can do because, you know, I went, I went to school to learn how to code computers, to be a data scientist, to do this very thing. But there's a lot of people out there who are also data scientists who don't have models like I have, right? Just because you can write a model and make a model doesn't make it good. So where do I get that from? I get these numbers from my computer. I have built since you know, probably the last, well, I started this, to be honest, in 2013. That's my first math-based system was, was created. So for the last 10 and a half, 11 years, I have been using my developed system, just to let you know also, I got my very, very first one from an internet risk analysis formula. That's like what a lot of my stuff's built on, or at least one power rating system I use. So I have just been building up my model for 11 or so years. I've integrated artificial intelligence and uh, pretty complex computer programming in like the 2019 time, right? About four, four or so years ago. Um, so for, for the last like four-ish years, I've been working a little bit differently, but I use a computer. For, for those new to the show, right? Like I said, I always get new listeners. Uh, I'm a data scientist. I use projections to come up with this stuff, right? All you do, it, it seems a lot more complex than it really is. All you do is take a whole bunch of data, put it into a system, give that system rules, and it gives you an output. The same thing is done with meteorologists. I actually was taught by several meteorologists during my education process. It's the same thing. You just get all this information. What was the weather like in the past? What are environmental changes now? What are the temperature changes? What are the pre you know, pressure changes? All that stuff. And they come out with, what should the weather be tomorrow? They're making a prediction that we don't know what's going to happen. Now, sometimes the weather's right, sometimes the weather's wrong. Right? Same thing with our picks. But we're all doing the same thing. We're taking a whole bunch of data trying to predict something that we don't know is going to happen. Um, this is what actuaries do for insurance companies. They're, they don't know what this new wave of 16-year-olds who are going to drive this year are going to drive like. But they can assume based on, but they can project, right? They can guess based on data, based on what's happened in the past, based on what's going on right now on the roads, certain things like that. All we're doing in sports betting is what they're doing, trying to predict the weather, is what they're doing, trying to predict what, you know, however many people are going to get in an accident that year. They're trying to predict something that hasn't happened yet. We're trying to predict something that hasn't happened yet. Everyone's doing the same thing. That's why it goes, how can you predict the future? You can't do this house always wins. It's like, no, there are plenty of jobs out there that try and predict the future. This is simply one of them. So that's how I come up with this is I've got a complex computer model. That's honestly one thing that I've, I say on the show all the time. It's like, that's one part that we're not going to go to an into depth in depth with. If you want to learn math, if you want to learn how to code, we're not probably going to touch that on this show too deep. So, but that's what I do. That's how I get those. It's my own model, my own computer. I go, I come up with my own proprietary numbers and bet based on those. So Good question. Appreciate you all listening out and then, or you all reaching out. And then uh, I do have one last question here. This is a non-sports question. That's why I saved it for the end. Kind of fun though. I know some people want this and people don't, but, uh, Hey Tyler, I listen all the time. Can you tell us something about yourself? That's not related to sports betting or work. So, uh, something about myself that's not related to sports betting or work. I don't talk a whole lot about my personal life or stuff like that on this show. So I get that. Um, I would say one thing about me that not a lot of listeners know, probably hardly any know, is that I absolutely love dogs. Like, I'm one of those people who says, yeah, I love dogs more than humans, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and it's true. I mean, my dog, Layla, Layla Jones, 
uh, who I've had since she was about f- like five weeks old, got her way too early. It was crazy. I mean, they were selling her, and I was like, "Well, someone's gonna buy her, so I guess I'll get this little pup." And I was I was feeding her like formula when she was like five weeks old. I love this pup, you know. I mean, I love her so so much. My entire world like revolves around that dog. It seriously does. My my friends, honestly, a lot of my friends think I'm like like nuts. Like, dude, get, like you know. Ease up, bro. She's a dog, but she's everything to me. She means the world to me. I I, I literally structure my life around her. Th- again, th- with the wacky stuff, how I treat this, everyone has their own opinions, you know, and this is how I, I love this. And this is what I try and do. You can call me a nutcase if you want to, but literally since I've had Layla, I haven't gone on a vacation of more than probably, f- I, I want to say four, maybe five days. Like that's it, you know, and that's when I know she's going to be with a family member safe. I just, I just want to like get home to Layla, you know, and most vacations that's, that's a rare, that's usually for my Super Bowl trip. I'll go maybe, maybe five days. I, what do I sometimes get there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'm leaving Monday. So like, you know, three full days and then a half day each way. But, but I go to Vegas four or five times a year. And the other uh, couple times I go with my wife, we're usually there for one or two nights. Like those are our trips. It's a one night trip, two days or three days, two nights, and then we're back to Layla. So yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but that's one thing about me that I don't talk about on here that I absolutely love dogs. Specifically my dog, Layla, but I'm a huge dog person. I, you know, I see a dog on the street. I got to pet him. Um, That's, that's me. I'm I'm a big dog guy. So anyway, (laughs) I don't know. Hopefully I answer your question. Oh, I'm not out of here today. We got to give a pick. I forgot about that. We got a whole handicap here. All right. Well, decent little Monday show, huh? Decent little Monday podcast. All right. Uh, remember, if you want to make this bet vig free, check out betteredge.com. Put in promo code SBD when you sign up for a free 20 bucks. You don't have to deposit anything. That's SBD.com or uh, uh, betteredge.com. <laughs> promo code SBD. Whew, been, been quite a Monday so far. It's early, too. Got a lot done on a Monday. All right, let's give a bonus pick. Early pick for the week. And you know what? For the NFL, I'm probably going to start doing stuff like this. It's dumb to wait till Thursday, Friday, Saturday to give the NFL picks because we usually don't. There's no value left. So we may start doing this more often. But let's look ahead to this weekend. Um, When we give an early week NFL pick, you got to remember these aren't like the deepest handicaps. When I give a pick on Friday for Saturday or Sunday, those are deep. We know everything. But right now on Monday... There's a lot we don't know, right? We don't know injury information. We'll learn that through the week. We don't know weather information, weather may change. We don't know schematic information. We're going to learn that through practices, interviews, press conferences. So there's a lot we don't know yet in the handicaps, but we do know a few things. We know our power ratings, and we know where the early sharp money is going. For those two reasons, we're on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus two and a half, minus 110 against Atlanta next Sunday in the NFL. So... Be careful. My first note here is be careful where you get your your quote opening line information. There's a lot of people out there who talk about the opening line. And I actually think even for me in a show like this, it's kind of confusing and it's kind of nuanced. Let's use this as, as an example. You may see on some websites Tampa Bay opened at minus one and a half. You may see on some websites Tampa Bay opened at minus two and a half. Okay, here's the difference in those. Tampa Bay technically opened at one and a half last week. Okay, the look-ahead line that comes out two weeks in advance opened Tampa Bay minus one and a half. But even that can be misleading because it was minus one and a half 
on Bet Online and DraftKings for about two hours. Okay, it, it opened up at 11 a.m. that day, and within the ne- and by by 2:30, by 2:30 in the afternoon, the line had settled to two and a half. Now the line had moved quickly at other places, right? At Bet Online, it was. Uh, minus one and a half for about 45 minutes and it changed. Other places opened two, two and a half. You could have picked this number off at DraftKings for about three hours, but even so, three hours is still not that long for the average sports better to find bets, make bets early in the week before a lot of you even know the schedule for the next week. So my, you know, back to the opening line thing is when the Bucks open one and a half, if you read one and a half, that's still a little misleading because it's like, that was one and a half for just a few hours, and then it was two and a half. So for about, you know, 120 minutes or 180 minutes, the line was minus one and a half or two. And then since then, for the next week, it's been two and a half. So it's like, there's some people out there who may say, wait, Tyler, you're giving two and a half, one and a half available. What are you doing? Right. It's like not really. The one and a half wasn't really available except for an hour or so right there on Bet Online and in DraftKings. So my point here is be careful where you get opening line info, just like a little side note here, because it, this did open up two and a half at the majority of shops, but the technical opener was one and a half. All right. I just wanted to put that in there because the opening line thing could be confusing. But um, back to the actual handicap, because I've got my power ratings at uh, this game minus 3.25 for Tampa Bay. Some early money, I think, will push this to three. I'm seeing right now two and a half leak to three. Now, I'm giving this out still two and a half minus 110 because they're widely available, but I'm seeing the market start to move this morning. That's kind of why we're jumping on this. But my pure power ratings, I've got Tampa about one point worse than average, and I've got Atlanta about two and a half points worse than average. So roughly speaking, I've got Tampa about one and a half points better, and I've got their home field graded about 1.75 points. So you add all that up together, I think Tampa Bay should be minus 3.25. And what that means, like, you you know, we don't see minus 3.25. What does that mean? That means minus 3, minus 120, or minus 3.5, even money. So that's kind of, well, roughly speaking, but that's kind of where I have Tampa right now. And I'll admit, Tampa does have these kind of weird stats this year. Really good secondary for advanced stats, but they have these big ups and downs during the year so far. You know, they got burned by the Lions yesterday, but I'm just not sure that Ritter can create that on the road given his recent struggles. Um, I know I'm well aware of the injury to Baker Mayfield. He hurt his left hand this week. I don't think that should be a big issue, and I don't think it's really priced much uh, either way. But you know, regardless of the injury to, to, to Baker, I think Tampa Bay can score. It is his left hand is an dominant hand, by the way, but I think Tampa can score. You know, Pro Football Focus grades the Buccaneers offense as the number 12 overall offense, even after last week, but they do need to rush the ball more, in my opinion, if they're going to have success. Okay, last week against Detroit, well, yesterday against Detroit, they had 37 passes and 16 rushes. And don't look at the final score and say, well, they were behind, they had to throw. No, they weren't. It was 10-6 in the third quarter. They chose to throw the football almost 40 times. So this has to be a decision. They've got to have much much more balanced approach here. But I think that that gets done looking forward to next week. So these teams know each other very well. I think that all Tampa really has to do is stop Ritter, confuse him, rush the ball. 
And uh, obviously, if, if you can make Atlanta more and more one-dimensional, that's what we're looking for. But we'll take the home team and the sharp directional money here, in my opinion, Tampa Bay minus a two and a half. Now, here's the thing that the pros do. Okay, a little peek behind the curtain for what professionals do. If you make a bet early in the week on Monday for a Sunday game, you don't just sit with it in your pocket. You kind of use it like a futures bet. We can use this later in the week to either buy on, buy off, double down, just leave it, whatever we want. Now, now we have options as we get towards Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's our pick for today. Tampa Bay minus two and a half against Atlanta. And that does it for today's show. So I appreciate all you listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.